Rash and Tyler going to be reviewing Monday Night Raw. Check it out. Getting jiggy with it, baby. And it starts right now. Welcome to Frog Splash Live, the show where real fans review wrestling. I'm Tyler, and with me today is my good friend, Jay Rash. Jason, what's up, man? What up, everybody? And because it's your first time on the show, I want you to take some time just to share what got you into wrestling, maybe some early memories, things like that. Sure, sure. Um, I first got into wrestling about when I was like four. It was just on the TV randomly, and uh, I saw Earthquake uh, totally destroying Hulk Hogan. Uh, which kind of sucked in the sense that, like, Hulk Hogan was America, so it just kind of looked like he killed him. So it was kind of half sad as a kid, but I fought through the tears. I was a tough kid. And who got you into that? Well, you just I the channels? think one of my uncles just kind of had it on, but as I got older, um, you know, there was only one TV in the house, and when wrestling was on, I would just watch wrestling, and then just slowly got into it. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I got in around the same time, probably like four or five, my yeah. dad and brother were obsessed with it mm -hmm. and my, the guy i always remembered the guy that always stuck with me was gold dust yes to the point gold where dust. like everyone was making fun of me well everyone my brother and dad <laughs> were liking you know the 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 strange uh guy with the makeup right now my brother's wearing makeup whoa <laughs> uh, right and, and, but i actually stopped watching they stopped watching for whatever reason and i forgot all about wrestling and then one day i was flipping through the channels and noticed that uh Kane didn't have his mask, and somehow I remember that. I was probably like um, 10 or 11. Mind-blowing moment. Mind-blowing moment, right? Yes. But I really started getting into it around WrestleMania 20. Okay. Like Kane, Undertaker, just a great time to get into it. And then oh, yeah. since then, I've been, I've been watching it. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's a great WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. One well, of my favorites. One of the favorites. Uh, so I always had that personal connection as a kid yeah. and then got back into it around 2003 or four. That's awesome. I think that's when Taker first came back as the dead man. He was doing his uh, biker gimmick as the American Badass. So that was a really good time to tune in. Oh, yeah. Brother versus brother. Superpower versus superpower. Um, and did you kind of stay into it from when you first watched it? or I have stayed progressively into it, checking into it. The era I have seen the least of in, we'll say, WWE pro wrestling uh, would be the Ruthless Aggression era. Mm. I saw the least in there. I, I was catching up. I'd see Raw, but I wasn't watching the pay-per-views as much. Um, I was really into TNA when it was uh, big and it was doing well. Now Impact Wrestling. And uh, yeah, I, they were kind of getting more of my attention at the time. And one of, uh, one of the things that we love to do is just have conversations about uh, what we saw on Monday Night Raw or AEW or, yeah. just, or just rumors. We love wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and as we kind of get our flow here, previously we were kind of recapping Raw, and we want some feedback from anyone who uh, listens as we start to get our foot footing here. Uh, we're going to start by just reviewing some matches that we see in Raw, but we'd love to get some feedback about what you guys want to hear um, and, and what you like, what you don't like, as we start to understand our flow and what we want the show to, to be about. But I thought it'd be fun just to kind of basically record the conversations that we normally have and yeah. kind of go from there. So, yep. So Tell now, us what's great and what sucks. And listen to it. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. So I thought uh, we would we would just watch some matches that happened uh, this past Monday Night Raw. 
Got it. And and just kind of find our flow. Might be all right. Um, there might be some spaces where maybe we're not talking or we're just trying to understand it. So this is more of like a pilot episode you guys can think of. Um, but let's let's take a look here. And See get what we got. So did you did you watch Monday Night Raw? Did you skip it this week? I you know I glanced over a lot of it. I missed uh, good portions of it. Yeah. So we're watching it right now. We're seeing the opening right now. We're seeing the pan around from the crowd. We actually have a full crowd. WWE has been having issues with packing out the stadiums lately. So it's live from Kentucky. And, oh, in Kentucky. All right. Well, I, I I don't remember any episodes being in Kentucky, although clearly they have been there. But I noticed that this week that this crowd was pretty hot. They were they were rowdy. Kentucky's a big uh, wrestling crowd. That's where they had their Ohio Valley Wrestling, their development uh, federation before NXT. So it's a big wrestling town for WWE. And we're starting with uh, Rand Man. What did you think of his uh, Randy Orton's bit with uh, AJ and the crutch? Oh, I thought that was brilliant. Oh yeah. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, he he kayfabe full name. I. I I thought he had an ankle injury. I did too. Like I legit thought that he was injured and and, and had to go out. Um, I, think, I, I think he fooled even the great Dave Meltzer. Uh, those of you who know who Dave Meltzer is, he's the number one wrestling reporter out there for the last thirty years. Oh, he even got he's him, the inside huh? guy. The inside guy. Now, what do you think about AJ? Kind of just this feud and him taking Randy Orton's move and so on. I think that's great because like AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the world. So. I mean, you have Randy Orton, who really doesn't have a lot of people to, we'll say, play with on his level. Um, him stealing his moves, it's probably going to... Don't, I don't see Randy Orton doing a 450 from the top rope, but I'm sure he'll try something. His legs are too long. He might try a Styles Clash. We'll see. Um, I'm, so they're just kind of laying out the matches here tonight. Um, are you into the whole Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black? I'm into it, but the crowd's never into it. And I think they just didn't push enough storyline-wise, doesn't get enough airtime. Because, I mean, I think Buddy Murphy just looks like a uh, 205 Live guy. And like they're like, why is Alistair Black fighting him? But their, right. matches, their matches are just top-notch. They're insane. Yeah. And I really enjoy Alistair Black's uh, moveset and, and just his general gimmick. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why they're they're pushing so much into him and Buddy Murphy. I guess just because they're getting good ratings on those yeah. matches. If I'm not mistaken, this is their third bout in a row. Oh yeah. Now what's Randy doing here? Okay, he's checking out the crowd. He sees the RKO sign, Cowboy Bob's Country Bunker. Great sign. He's feeling good. Point is. Yeah, this is Orton town. <laughs> oh, he's jumping up there. Now he. he He's absorbing the crowd right now. I mean, just like, he normally he's like talking at this point. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, they brought in AJ. Yeah. And do you think that they used him to his potential? Because he's kind of like a, he feels like a mid-carder now. I think they're kind of using him as a mid-carder to get some other people over. Um, I think they'll probably put him back in the title picture. I mean, like, right now he's feeding with Randy. So, I mean, like, right off the bat, like, you know, Randy is... I mean, their top draws would probably be Reigns, Lesnar, Cena, Orton. Right. And uh, are you counting Cena just because he's? I'm counting Cena because if they want a draw, Vince will pay for Cena. That's yeah. just how it is. Do you know what his contract is like? Is it similar to Brock Lesnar's, where you know he has a few dates a year, or do you think he just kind of shows up when I he or they want him? I don't know the exact details, but I believe he's contractually obligated to an extent to appear X amount of times okay. for WWE. But I think he has a bit of a handshake agreement with Vince because they're they're very close. 
Uh, so he wants to pursue that movie career. He's made that very clear. But he's going to come in and out. Look, if Vince wants him to help win the Wednesday Night Wars, he'll show up on NXT. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's Company very loyal. Man. Very loyal. <laughs> so. Oh, there's AJ. Yeah, AJ's coming out now. Arguably one of the best wrestlers alive. My opinion, you can disagree, and that's okay. I definitely agree. I, I love AJ. I'll fight you if you disagree, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy AJ. I, I don't. I, I remember him from TNA. I even had an AJ action figure. My, yeah. My only, what? My only non. What? Uh, WWF, WWE toy. I might have some WCW ones too. The, the creepy Respect. vibrating ones. <laughs> Those were creepy as hell. Yeah. You get for a lot of money now. No, oh, yeah. I wish I still had them. Women want to pleasure themselves with Kevin Nash and Sting and Hulk Hogan. If you remember those uh, toys, please leave a comment about the ones that you had and what you thought of them. They barely moved and they vibrated. They, they barely moved. Their arms were like down, and then you would push and hold a button on, the, on yeah. their like rib and yeah. it would make them vibrate. Like, and they who... were about 10, 12 inches tall. Just a, just a body. A body. And yeah. it vibrated. And, and compared to the normal sized wrestlers, like they just were so odd. Much larger, <laughs> would not move. We know what people were doing with them. Boing. Oh goodness. The guy's got a sign in the audience, pork chop cash in the dream machine. I think he's advertising himself. Why do you think there's less signs in the crowd than previously? We'll just say previously. I think there's two reasons. One, the fan base isn't as intense as it once was. And two, WWE are really big jerks about their signs. Uh, they do confiscate. I've had my sign confiscated. Which, what does it say? Um, I don't think that it was fair, given that DX had said it on television two weeks prior, but it said sphincter. That's it. No, no words beforehand. It just said sphincter. The only ones you can have now are those long woo signs. And, everyone holds an O. And just for anyone out there that's never been to a WWE show that's got a sign, they trick you. Here's how they tricked me. They said, right before the show, we're going to try and get everyone on camera as much as possible. So wave your signs up right before we go on the show. And that's what I did. And that's what they do to look and for the sign. And they say, psych. Yeah. And uh, uh, the guy, Kevin Dunn, head of producing, takes great pleasure in taking signs that make fun of him. And uh, any signs that are pro Jim Cornette. Uh-huh. You got to sneak him in. Yeah. Here we go. Now, what's AJ doing now? He's bragging about his RKO. <laughs> he said, well, he said his RKO was phenomenal. Did you see his RKO? It was phenomenal. Do you think it was? I think it was phenomenal. I think he did his RKO heelishly. Like, I think he can do a better RKO. Yeah. I think he did an RKO like, a, I don't know if I could say, I'll say like an a-hole. <laughs> it's odd to see someone else do an RKO. I, I don't remember ever seeing it. I mean, I've seen people do similar moves, but yes. I, I don't remember any time someone kind of having a feud like this with Randy Orton. Seth Rollins beat Randy Orton with an RKO. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in which uh, a match where the stipulation was RK, uh, the RKO was banned for Randy Orton to use. Oh, I and remember then, that. And then uh, he beat him in a steel cage match with an RKO. Oh, look, here comes Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Rumored to be the next big push of 2020. I can see that. They might be turning him face. Oh, here we go. And that includes Drew McIntyre. That's my that's my Scottish accent. I sound like fat bastard mixed with Shrek. <laughs> now, have you seen his new? Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't know what to call it. Bit he does 
with his finisher because I think it's actually it's corny, but it works great. Uh, does the countdown? No. Yeah, when he's about to do that kick, he just oh, okay. three, two, one. Yes, yeah, that's going to be. Corner. Wait, yeah. I mean, I think that's going to cause crowd interaction. I think it'll work, especially with the rumble coming up. Everyone likes a a reoccurring spot spot that they can kind of be a part of. Yeah. Well, Randy just threw his mic on the ground. Yeah, I noticed that when I was watching live. Kentucky, bear with me. Kentucky, bear with me. Yes, yes. And there's a guy like right next to uh, Drew right now. Stun Owen Stun. <laughs> he's staring at him. Shaved. Yeah, he's. Oh my God. Oh, he's giving him a thumbs down. That's the ultimate thing you could say to a wrestler. That's got to be a pricey seat to have. Huh? I would think, yeah. I mean, I'd love that corner spot right by the steps. Yeah. Because you're definitely getting some action. Oh, definitely. Uh, I've seen those spots that are around ringside go for around two grand and up. You're definitely getting a Rey Mysterio mask if you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. So they're all in the ring now. And this was kind of cool, starting off the show with a triple threat. Yeah. Because I feel like they always tease a match. And then sometimes it doesn't happen or it's at the very end. Exactly. But it's yeah. just like, yo, we have a beef. Now, as this match is happening, Randy just kind of got the boys out. Yeah, he's just throwing them all out. Oh, AJ's coming back in. Going for the forearm early. Nope, he just chopped him in the shin. Knocked him right out. That's the ultimate thing you can do to him when he's, like, jumping. You just knock out his legs. And, and this, didn't uh, AJ do the uh, – oh, hang on. Didn't AJ do the what? Didn't AJ do that DDT as well that Randy does in, uh, in that match? That's I, the last match. Yeah, I believe he did. Yes, he's just mocking uh, right. Randall Keith Orton. I Okay, I just appreciated that. Drew McIntyre does Just this. did a kip-up. A kip-up from the floor. I, he's a big boy, but doing a kip-up. He's a big boy. He's definitely a big boy. <laughs> Commercial um, break, they just came back. And AJ's being shot. He's still, like, on the top. He hasn't left the top uh, at all. He's just been hanging out there. there. Commercial break, AJ was just sitting on the top rope. He's taking a break, man. Oh, that standing suplex. Nope, not happening. Gives him the drop, the groin, and now they're just uh, a lot of chops going on. Oh, he just punched him in the middle of the forehead. That was a work. That was not a very worked punch. In the business, they call that a potato. Oh boy. Oh, what I was saying earlier though, uh, when I asked you if it was a phenomenal, phenomenal RKO to you yes. in your opinion. Yes. And I started to say that it's just odd seeing someone do RKO. Yeah. Uh, seeing AJ, who's kind of short, do it like. It allowed me to appreciate Randy for kind of who he is. He's got, yeah. You know, like it makes the RKO look a little more intense. Yes, it does. But hold on. There's some really crazy maneuver. All right. Oh, my gosh. Drew so, McIntyre just kind of landed on his He did some weird – I think that's called a spider suplex. He spider suplexed Randy who was suplexing AJ. Right. Little mini Tower of Doom. Nice little spot in a triple threat match. It just looks messy. Oh, man. Oh my God. And he springs up. To... Yeah, I love it when people do that. No one ever does that spider suplex. It's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, no, um, going back to what you're saying about Randy Orton and him being tall and doing that thing, he's completely horizontal when he jumps up and does it. He's pretty right. amazing. And apparently, Randy Orton has a strange shoulder injury that actually makes him more flexible and land on his back in strange ways, which is one of the reasons he could do that and one of the reasons he crawls around like a snake. Mm. But the only downside is, you know, he gets he gets injured with it about every year, year and a half. You see he's out for injury all the time. But uh, he's somehow more flexible because of it. Right. And he was on SmackDown for a while. So I don't 
get to keep up with him as much, but I'm glad he's back on Raw. Yeah, I mean, Raw, they're trying to make SmackDown the flagship, but, I mean, that flag has been planted in Raw for right. uh, 30 years, I'd say. Oh, okay. Drew McIntyre going for a double underhook DDT. It was, like, yeah. right in his belly. He, he DDT'd yeah, him into his own stomach, and he kind of tripped on his way back up. But he's fine. He recovered. That's not going on Botchamania. Right. Okay. He's call oh, he's doing that thing. Three, two, one. He's calling for it. And drop kick. Randy perfectly scouted that one. Perfectly got him. My God. That's my that's my Jim Ross. Those of you that know Jim Ross, that is the perfect Jim Ross impersonation. Oh, my God. Anyone who's listening to this, they know Jim Ross. They know Jim Ross. Damn it. Randy and Drew are outside the ring now. And uh, he's drilling Randy's. Okay. Oh, AJ Gomes with a phenomenal forearm to the outside. Always impressive. That was a nice shot, too. The camera was in the perfect shot. To... I, you know, I, I honestly don't understand, like, when he just did that, uh, all those falls he takes, he actually lands from, you know, pretty great heights. And sometimes he lands right on his knees. I know he's got a lot of extra knee padding, but AJ, AJ's 40. Is there 41? I think. Yeah. He's up there, and, uh, you know, him taking these bumps so gently is... I have no idea how he does it. I take a normal flat back bump and I'm I'm hurting. <laughs> They're honoring the the no disqualification in the triple threat match. I feel like they bend the rules sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like sometimes there's a count out in the triple threat. Or that, I, that is just whoever's in charge of booking. It's just lazy. That's lazy. When there's a count out in a triple threat, that's just like we don't know how to book the match. We don't want so and so to look weak. Let's do a count out. Yeah. Those aren't the rules. Let's I bend the rules to make them look strong. My opinion, I don't think there should be a DQ in a triple threat match. I think if somebody uses a weapon, they should be kicked out of the match. But that's that's me. I don't I don't have my own corporation. Oh, that's interesting. So if someone does would would do something that normally would get you disqualified, they we'll, would get it ejected. Yes, that's what I, how I feel it should be handled. They would get fined. They would get fined. Damn it. Lucky. Okay, so here's AJ setting up uh, Randy Orton. Oh, there's there's the draping DDT. And I'll say this, I love that move. I would like somebody to be pinned with it once, please. I don't oh, think no anyone's been pinned with it in five years. Because the first time he did that, you're like, oh my god, he killed a man. <laughs> and yeah, not no so way much anyone's ever winning with that again. No. no it's like like the blue thunderbomb from Sami Zayn. <laughs> when it becomes a signature move, such a signature move, like, like for Randy, for example, yeah. you don't ever get a pin on it. No, never, but I just, you know, one time. I would like it. It's a oh. cool move. Oh, here's AJ setting up a, an RKO. RKO. Reversal into a Pele. Love the Pele kick. It's one of the most creative moves. He's, he's going, he's sizing him up. I think he's going for the RKO again. Let's see what he's got cooking here. Another up. reversal. Yep, it's another reversal. They're, kick to the stomach. They're kind of cutting off the right side of the ring. I feel like Drew's going to. Pop back in at any moment here. Oh, he's outside taking a nap. Right. I love it when, like, they're out there too long and the crowd gets on it. Like, the classic Roman sleeping chant, if you ever heard that. Right. That was hilarious. Is he going for the Razor's Edge? <laughs> oh, no, he's going for Styles Clash. He did the Razor's Edge sign. Okay. And, and this is another... I knew it! <laughs> Bam! Another odd move to watch someone else do. Yeah. One of the most awkward moves in the industry is a Styles Clash. Uh, you're always taught to tuck your chin for every single move. If you tuck your chin in that, you'll break your neck instantly. So it's really hard for people to remember to put their head back. Yeah. 
he uh, broke one person's neck in Japan with it and almost wasn't able to use it in WWE. Yeah, it's it's you got to remember those things, and I don't I have no idea what it's like, but to imagine you're just under these hot spotlights in front of a crowd, and you got to remember these little things that that keep you safe. Like oh yeah, tuck your head back. Yeah. Um. What's that? What's that puny little wiener guy? Uh, uh, guy that was fighting Strowman. It was fighting AJ and Dean Ambrose. Little tiny dude did a super kick. Um, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. Uh, I don't know. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> Nails the RKO, and now Drew's back in. Nails the Claymore kick, and then he's gonna he's gonna steal one here. Boom! McIntyre got it. He got it. We had the volume down though. What what are they fighting for? Like, was there a specific reason? I think it, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was, a, I can beat you, I can beat you, well, I'm better than the both of you, and like, hey, let's have a match right now, yeah. like, damn it. Are you excited for the Royal Rumble? Oh, I'm excited as all hell for the Royal Rumble. I'm pumped for it. What is it, two weeks away? Yeah, but the thing is, you can be away from WWE for two, three years. Yeah. Everyone enjoys the Royal Rumble. Exactly. It's, it's You know, you understand it. It's easy yeah. to know kind of what's going on. Yeah. And I, I, as a kid, especially, I loved Battle Royals and the Royal yeah. Rumble. I just loved the over-the-top kind of attitude. We used to, as kids, like we had one of those above-ground pools, and you'd have to like throw your opponent outside of the pool. Yeah, that was all. All that stuff was fun. I just wanted a little wrestling ring to like throw people out. There was uh, some reality show where people were competing, and they had eight people in the ring, and they actually did a real like Royal Rumble where like you gotta eliminate people. Yeah. Well, they had to do a uh, they had to do like a time lapse of it because it was taking so long. Right. And they eventually figured like it was impossible to eliminate one person at a time, and they all just started double teaming people. And the thing is, like, <laughs> if you're if you're actually doing something like that where you have to throw someone out, it's really hard. And, unless like you're strong enough to lift someone up as high as that you can and throw them over, or a group of people do that. Yeah. It, you, it's very easy to grab onto a rope and hang on. Yes, you know? it is. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't think that they were allowed to physically like attack and punch each other. Yeah. So, I mean, technically, if you're holding on to a rope, I could just keep kicking you in the ribs and, until they break. You're probably going to let go. Right. <laughs> Samoa Joe. My God, that man has a large head. Uh, <laughs> I, I, these are like two of my top guys right now. Oh, my God. I love God. Kevin Owens. I love Joe. It's so nice to see them kind of team up here. Yeah, I, I would have never guessed seeing those two together, and I'm very happy that they are. Now, did you watch live two weeks ago when Big Show came back? I did. I did see when Big Show came back. And you know what? I am kind of kicking myself in the ass for not predicting it because WWE is so insanely predictable. And they, at times, and they kept saying throughout the whole show, we've got a big surprise. Right. Oh, it's a big, big. surprise. Oh, it's the biggest show. surprise. Tonight's show... <laughs> Has well, a, a big, big surprise. surprise. Exactly. There is a big show here tonight. <laughs> and the one time, I, I should have seen that coming. And knowing big, WWE. And Big Show is in good shape. For, oh, yeah, for he is. is. He's, he was in great shape last year in Mania. And he's trying to hold it so he can have a match with Shaq. Oh, uh, uh, really? Yeah, and uh, he had a six-pack last year. Now WrestleMania. Yes, yes. And now this year, Shaq has, I don't know if you've seen Shaq lately, he's, Shredding. So Zach, I'm not Zach. Shaq has a six pack now, so I'm like, come on. But that's uh, Big Show wants his retirement match to be against Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, so his retirement match could be this year. Yes, this year. I mean, I actually hope he gets it because it's something he really wants. 
Do you think that he'll retire but still come back every once in a while? I think he wants to put it down for good, but I know the way Vincent Man works well enough to the point where he'll call he'll call him back in. Yeah. He'll be like, We have another big surprise. Do you know You'll never guess what it is? Do you know what he's up to outside of WWE? Does he do anything? Um, apparently, uh, from what other people say, he's incredibly intelligent. Um, he does do motivational speaking. Um, a lot of his money, I believe, he's just he's just living off of what he's made from WWE. He doesn't need a whole lot more, but he does just uh, appearances, autographs, and motivational speaking. I think he does a little bit more. I mean, don't quote me, but uh, that's that's what I found him to do. Ah, okay. Now we got AOP and uh, Seth Rollins here. What, what do you think about AOP? I mean, like they have the they have a look to them, and they're large and they're dangerous, and they do coordinate well in the ring. What is your opinion of them? I still need more time with them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not attached to their character yet, and, but I, I like what's happening now. I like that Seth had a heel turn, and these are these are like his henchmen. Yes, I I, I like that basic idea, like bad guy. Has henchmen. Yeah, and notice him now. He's in all black leather. You know what? He's got one glove on. He's doing. He's got a Michael Jackson coat on, with one glove. Right. So I mean. Too soon on that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he should Come be doing the whole Jeff. MJ thing. <laughs> but uh, I don't. Know. I, I like AOP. Um, I know they were trying to do the foreign heel thing with them a while ago, so they right. didn't speak whatever language they. I don't know what language that was. They speak. I don't know where they're from. Yeah. I feel like it's racist if I say, oh, they're from the Middle East. I don't know. <laughs> a conversation we had earlier, uh, a few weeks ago, you mentioned that, like, Vince seems to really love, like, bad guy, speaks other language. Yeah. You're not from here. Yeah, you're not from here. I have my own customs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, you know, look at the tail of the tape, Old, uh, oldest feud. Um, the Iron Sheik versus Hulk Hogan for Hulk Hogan's first title win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like uh, it was us versus Iran. Right. Or I'm going to wave my flag. And that's it. And every time uh, he wants to push somebody, he's like, I know the perfect thing. Yeah. You're foreign, we'll make you a heel. Shinsuke Nakamura, speak Japanese. That'll show him. Um, uh, Asuka, let's speak, speak Japanese. Japanese. That'll show uh, A little bit. He had, uh, he had Cesaro. He's like, speak another language. Cesaro, being an asshole and a genius, just says, which one do you want? And Vince is like, what? He speaks nine different languages. So he went out there and he spoke four different languages and called them all idiots for not right. knowing them. So I mean, I think I think Cesaro gets a special gold plaque for that in my book. Oh, Cesaro is my guy. Oh, he's the best. Look at the size of Big Show's fist. He's a big boy. Have you seen him live? Yes. I don't know if you feel the same way. I was disappointed in his size. He's a, he's a tall guy, but I expected him bigger. I've seen him live, but I've, I've never stood right next to him. And I think that, like, on TV, you know, they can really play tricks to make someone look big or small, depending yeah. on where you're kind of facing the camera. In person, though, like, it's it's tough to gauge. Unless you're right next to them. Like, let's say you're just kind of sitting a few rows back. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Let's oh, 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 Brock. Okay, everything stops for Brock. Right. There we go. The golden boy. Brock Losper. Dude, this is two weeks in a row for him. That's, yeah, I know. That's, that's a, a lot of work. Deal. He's, uh, he's, his New Year's resolution was not to work so much for WWE. Mm -hmm. yeah. Relax more, right? Yeah, I don't know if we talked about this yet. What do you think about his big announcement last week about how he's going to enter the Royal Rumble as a champion? The... And Shockingly greatest creative idea I've known them to do in a couple years. So you like it? Love it. I love it because there's endless possibilities. 
I mean, you could have it where he's eliminated in the middle. You put somebody over. Um, you could have it where he wins the whole thing and then someone else comes out or he's got to do versus the fiend. Or my prediction, he stays to the whole thing till number 30. And number 30 is a big name. Everyone wants CM Punk to come back. That would be his best possible comeback, I would say. Yeah, that'd be mad. But uh, if not CM Punk, get some, whoever 30 is, regardless in this Rumble, has got to be a big deal. Right. It can't be Sheamus. <laughs> yeah. And number 30. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that Sheamus? My eyes. My God. Um, Vintage Sheamus. Now, why do you think that they, uh, like, traditionally speaking, the champion would normally be in a championship match as the main event? Why didn't they do that with Brock? Does he not have someone right now that's... Well, that that is uh, that's another curious tale. It's like nobody... I think since they did this whole thing with Seth, and that's kind of like he's kind of like the the top uh, feud right now, and he's feuding with them. I mean, they don't have any other top guys. You just saw like now you got uh, Drew McIntyre that just got in the mix with AJ and Randy. All the top guys are kind of like tied up in their own storylines. Yeah. Uh, so I think this might have been a long term plan from WWE, which is rare, but I think they do only their long term booking now for the Rumble, um, Mania, and occasionally Survivor Series. So, the Saudi Arabia ones are, like, yeah, and yeah. last minute. Right. Like, right now, they got The Fiend. He's supposed to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Oh, is there, are they doing another Crown Jewel, or is it another event? It's another event. I don't know what's calling it, a Crown Jewel, super, the great, the greatest Saudi Arabia. I have no idea. But hmm. it's The Fiend versus question mark. Yeah. I remember the first Crown Jewel. I happened to be off of work that day. Yeah. Because it happens during the week, right? Like a Thursday or something. Or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and it, was a, it was at 12 o'clock or whatever it was. It was in the afternoon. Yeah. And it was such – oh, hang on. Oh, wait. They're just like, screw you. I'm out of here. I'm sorry. Brock – Brock just Brock, got booed. Brock the... got booed with uh, Heyman, and they were just out. Now, we don't have the audio entirely up, so you know, forgive us if there was a specific thing. Oh, it looks like they're stopping. They're getting ready to say something again. And we'll probably end up posting this episode, but this is a pilot, so we're recording with a phone. It's yeah. not, not produced the way that it, it, it's eventually going to be. Oh, what's Paulie got to say? Good old Paulie. Stripes. He's got my attention. I'm not even looking at the screen. Imagine being a fan. We're reading the subtitles here. Yeah. So Ladies and gentlemen, he's never said that before. <laughs> you suck being chanted by crowd in subtitles. <laughs> Keep saying <laughs> that could be handy though having the subtitles because sometimes I don't know what the crowd's saying. Yeah, no, I've never seen him do subtitles for the crowd before. Crowd cheering and booing. They're not letting him talk. This is amazing. Let's turn this up for a minute. My client does not suck, he says. What do we got here? All right, Jerry. Oh, and they're heading back to the ring. How long do you think they're going to keep doing the Paul Heyman Brock Lesnar thing? I hope till Brock is dead. More Paul. Uh, <laughs> works. It is just an amazing combo. There's a lot of story behind it. You know, the only other person that he's probably good with is uh, Punk. I would say who who does I, not need him. Punk does not need him right. for Mike. And I just thought I just thought like, what if in that dream scenario, CM Punk's number thirty, and then somehow. Beats Brock and Paul like jump ship or something like That'd that. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But like you said, Punk doesn't do that. He doesn't. It'd be a waste. Listen to these boots. He's about the only person that can get this kind of real heat. And and one of the few people that can um, not get messed up or stuttered by the crowd. Oh like no he, way! He feeds off of it. 
Oh, crowd is loud. I'm just going to get louder. Yeah, and then he'll just say something to piss him off. Your local He's the only person that doesn't need to do... Your local sports team sucks. Yeah. He'll do it here and there. Last week, we came out here. We broke the biggest news of 2020. And what was that? My client, Brock, Brock Lesnar, was not only entering the Royal Rumble... No, I did watch this. I don't know if you did or not. Okay. Someone comes out, and it just seems so odd. First... What? We gotta watch. All right. I, I want to watch your surprise here. But uh, Paul Heyman's talking about what we just spoke on. Yeah. That he's, you know, it's unprecedented. Brock Lesnar's gonna enter the Royal Rumble number one. Go through twenty-nine other guys. I mean, no one has ever said I want to be number one and right. They just ha- yeah. They've done I mean, the thing. They used to do the old draw your number. Which, yeah, I remember that. Uh, they, the old bingo. Yeah, they don't really do that much anymore. Now, to be fair, every time Paul Heyman has said this is not a this is not a prediction, it's a spoiler, he's been correct. Yeah. In his entire WWE history. Okay, so let's say Brock enters number one, beats everybody, wins the match. Like, what does that do? Well, the... That it won't do anything. The only thing that would happen is if he won the match, somebody crazy would have to come out the very end and challenge exactly. Brock. They would never just say, hey, let's have Brock Lesnar win the match and then nothing. Yeah. That would kill the whole world level. Something crazy is going to happen with Brock. Why? I think he's got another two years with the company. Oh, contracting. Yeah. So. And uh, he's trying to get back in, I think it's called the Asada testing pool for UFC. Oh, really? I don't think he really needs it. <laughs> I want that to be my text message. Don't Brock Lesnar! I don't know if you saw them, but just behind these guys, the Blues Brothers are in the crowd. They were the people that had, they had several wacky signs up. I can't remember what they all said, but they had some weird, stupid crap up there. Just a wacky group of friends. But I think they're advertising bands. Because they said, look at our music or something. Oh, uh-huh. With a victory the at the Royal Rumble. If they don't have a sign anymore, it just means Kevin Dunn caught it. You don't, you don't let out advertising in his show. Rumble. Blues Brothers. Brock Lesnar will eviscerate 29 other very capable men. Brock He's going to do something to 29 very capable men. I'll let you fill in the blank. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Going back to that. Saudi Arabia thing. I mean, like, you know, they're going to have Brock probably do something there, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, they always got to pick something weird. Right now, they're picking out classics. Now, the rumors now are Sting, who has reserved his surgery for his neck, where once he gets the surgery, he cannot wrestle. He will not wrestle. But he said he's holding here it. Here we go, look. Oh, here we go. Who's coming out? Our truth, our truth. I want to see our truth. I want, I want Brock to be the new twenty four seven champion. I and have nobody mess with him. I thought that initially, like he could easily get five. It'd, it'd be so funny because people would try and like come up to him and you just look at him and be like, I don't want twenty four seven championship. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God! I can't believe our truth is. And I, th- I thought it'd be neat to like f five him. Start to pin him and then lift off just before three. Like I don't want that championship. Yeah, um, we done. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's got going on? Oh, he's got to say something stupid. Got to set it off. 
She got truth. I saw something on TV about Royal Rumble. <laughs> you may be the most favorite to win Royal Rumble. But my childhood hero, John Cena. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That's going to be number three. It's going to be Cena. It's Cena Brock uh, versus Mania. Uh, at Mania. Yeah, I don't think that Archer would just bring up John Cena. Like, they, WWE doesn't really seem like they they want to introduce someone like that unless they do something with him, but I don't know. I wouldn't mind if John Cena came back to do commentary. <laughs> I would like, be for, good at it. For Royal Rumble. I don't want to see him enter the match, though. And I mean, Cena is supposedly confirmed for Mania this year, so he's got to match for somebody. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be versus Lesnar and then break uh, Ric Flair's title record. Oh, right. He's at 15. Or he's, at, he's at 16. 16. Yeah. So tied at 16. What does Triple H have? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the one uh, he's at 13 as of that title reign versus Roman Reigns when he won at the Rumble. If I'm not mistaken. And I think Orton is tied or right behind. What about Edge? Edge can eat crap. <laughs> I don't know how many titles he's got. Two? Maybe three? Maybe a big, big, big bang. I know you will go flying over that top rope, Paul Heyman. Oh no! <laughs> he was talking about Paul Heyman the whole time. <laughs> he thinks Paul Heyman put himself at number one in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> That's great. Sorry about the squeaking of this chair. It's a squeaky chair. Right. I, I was surprised that he called call him long hit. Yeah. <laughs> you step into the Royal Rumble match. You're going face to face with Brock. He's going to say, never mind, and get out of there. Imagine if they did a thing, almost like the draft, where anyone is fair game to be in the Royal Rumble, we're going to randomly pick, and Paul Heyman does end up, and Brock has to, like, protect him. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> For the first time ever, the 24-7, 48-7, 7-Eleven, I-95 South, and Kentucky European TV champion is officially undeclaring the Royal Rumble match. This championship, 24-7 <laughs> championship, was made for our truth. I, it was. Uh, ironically, do you, you, do you know who thought of the 24-7 championship? No. No one in the company. It was actually the idea of the USA Network. Oh, really? Which is why you will see very little of it on SmackDown. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, they, they don't really like the idea of their title. On a, it, might, it might make a few appearances, but it's not going to be on there much. And what was their idea behind it? Just to have uh, a chance for people who aren't normally on screen to have a little... Their I, thought process was WWE's ratings were declining a little bit, and they thought another title would shake it up. Uh, with, you know, possible just fun family comedy you know yeah. It's basically Benny Hill. You're, it's the Give Benny Hill Championship. Back. Give me my title back. <laughs> all it is. I thought it was cool when they uh, did it with Kane. They, they went to Glenn Jacobs' uh, town that he's mayor of. 
Yes. And did a tour of one of the sports facilities and, and came won the championship. Paul Heyman just said nobody likes you. Aren't you? Yeah. So hurtful. So lovable. Yeah, Brock's walking up to our truth He's got a question for Brock. What's up? <laughs> he's getting... He's getting f 5 He just hit a nice split, though. He's doing it. He's, R-Truth is... Um, he's in his 40s, right? Oh, he's... Uh, I think he's almost 50 now. I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he's 48. Oh, yeah, he's insane. He like, his his shape is like... I don't think he's a steroid guy either. I think he's there. I knew he was getting that five. So he just came in that ring. Right. Oh my God! So, is he gonna? <laughs> I want Brock to be the twenty-four-seven champion so bad. I mean, he's doing exactly what you said. The belt's right there. He's like, I don't care about your belt. Yeah, he's picking up the championship and kind of looking at it. Oh my God! Unimpressed. This would be so great. I want him. <laughs> and he did exactly what you asked. Just throws it on the other tree. You know, somebody's going to run in and cover him. What's he going to say? Yeah, I don't think they do anything with it. That's what's up. <laughs> Good old Brock. Brock has gone on record of saying multiple times in interviews uh, for the UFC that uh, he has black jeans, and that's why he's muscular. He has the jeans of a black man. Oh, really? He says. <laughs> I, I don't know what his thought process or science is behind that, but that's what Brock Lesnar says about himself. Here's Bobby Lashley. and uh, One of the highest, continuously highest rated segments for unknown reasons. Uh, it was, oh my goodness. Are you serious right now? This is exactly the type of thing I was telling you about. Like, I can't deal Oh, so did you enjoy the wedding? Lana is really gorgeous. I'm just going to put it out there. She yeah, has a very beautiful face. Really this segment is such a uh, reality <laughs> show, kind of. Yeah. You can't believe how ravishing my bride looks. In They're recapping the, the wedding here. Yeah. And Bobby Lashley with his uh, giant vein popping out of his head, his cut-off tux. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'd love to look in, in, in my wedding. Um, yeah, little, little yeah, it seems odd, though, going back to the last segment. They didn't do anything with the champ, the 24-7 championship. No one yeah. covered him. I mean, that, that sounds like, it seems like a big, just, like, sign, like, yeah, Drake Maverick, somebody come out. Right. Seems, it seemed like a last-minute choice to bring our truth out there. Yeah, yeah, the 24-7 thing had nothing behind it. So, then again, there could be something after this segment. He could still be just lying there in the ring. Right. I'm going to take a pee break. Keep, that talk, is keep talking to our glamorous fans. Okay, we got Tyler taking what's called a pee break. So what he's doing is he is expelling uh, uh, urine from his bladder area. Okay, we're watching Lana coming out here covered in cake. And they're just reviewing everything that's already happened. Okay, what's Lana have to say here? Number one. Here's resolution. Oh my God, that is so corny. Number two, we're going to crush Rusev. Oh, she brought back the Russian accent. Where did it come from? Where has that been this whole time? I thought she was a mail order Russian bride, and then she's as American as apple pie. Crush Rusev. Okay, they just jumped right back in the ring, and it's Lashley and Rusev. I, there was no entrances. Oh, you know what? We are watching probably, you know, the shortened version on Hulu. So that's, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Keep in mind, if you watch Hulu, you'll see less entrances. That is a fact. 
All right. I mean, they do take a while, so I see why. Rusev and Lashley are having a match outside of pay-per-view. It's, uh, it's very unusual, considering the build and how much they've been feuding. Series of just punches to the side of the head, back and forth, the yay boo. Chant hasn't started. Alright, so this is actually very unique in that, you know, they're just kind of starting this match off a little slow. Um, it's weird because I would think this would just be a pay-per-view match. I mean, I know they've already bumped before, but, uh, you know, just having it right here on Raw is a little, sh a little shocking considering the ratings they've drawn. Rusev doing a heel kick is just insane to me. Now, anyone listening to this, you know, uh, you'll give your thoughts about the Lashley and uh, Rusev uh, feud. I mean, is it going too long? Is the segment too corny? I mean... I don't know what you think, but uh, I believe that the segment's popular because they're so bad. They originally started with low ratings and now the highest rated segment. I think people want to tune in to see how stupid it is. I don't think the reality show people are tuning into this show. I don't think that they uh, are wrestling fans, for the most part. Except if you like Total Villas. Okay, so what we got here? This is still going off to a really slow start. Just a lot of uh, headlocks. Reversals, punches, Bobby Lashley's got Rusev choking him in the corner. What does this ref even do? He's not going to do anything. He's over here yelling. What's the ref going to do? Fart on Bobby Lashley? Uh, and more punches. Punch, punch, Rusev has thrown him in the corner. Punch, punch. What is with all this? Just, all right. He's punched him 18 times in a row, and there is the ref getting in his face about the fart on Rusev. And those are Lana's boots. Most interesting part of the segment. Not sexist, just accurate. And they did another move. Uh, an actual move. A clothesline. Rusev make very stink face. He's not happy. Okay, I mean, this has just been like, uh, I think they're trying to do like a battle of the bull. Oh, we got an actual move here, a suplex. Three minutes into the match here. Um, we have one move, and it's just pause. Hi, how's it going? I'm supposed to keep talking. Uh, say hello to the podcast. Oh, this is uh, Faith Joy. Hi. <laughs> and uh, Tyler here has some beers, and his lovely wife has entered the room. And hey, audience, listen to this. Oh, that's a beer open. It's a pile And uh, she came in here and just farted so much. It's disgusting. She farted a lot of ass. I know you can't smell it through here, but it's absolutely horrible. I'm embarrassed for her. Okay, well, I'm going to go. She's leaving and bringing her farts with her. Yeah. Yay, we're going to smell our own farts. It's going to be great. Yeah, thanks. Goodbye. All right. And that's what it's like to be married, I assume. I wouldn't know. And I'm back. And he's back. So we have had a match where it has uh, just been punch, 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 punch. Throw the other guy in the corner. Punch, punch. It's been about three minutes. We've only had one move, and it's been a suplex. Rusev's looking jacked, though. He's in his face. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's all up in his face. Bobby's but it's, that's been the whole match. Like, just, yeah, Bobby's character's in. Yeah, Bobby, you know, back. In his first run when he was on SmackDown, he mm -hmm. was a top guy. He was a champion. So. Yeah. Yeah. thought he was going to feud with Lesnar, honestly. Right. I think they missed the boat on that. I think that would have been a great feud when he first came in. He was hot. They took his sweat band off. But his, char his character is kind of a joke because, I mean, he's awesome, but he had um, Leo Rush. Yeah. Well, Leo Rush is a magnificent mouthpiece. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's what he needed. But Leo Rush believes he should be the universal champion. Yeah. Which I don't want to hate on the guy's size, but he is the size of a grade schooler. Yeah. Um, you know, and even Rey Mysterio at that size, he put on some muscle. You know, he's, he's a fit dude. But uh, Leo, I, I, no, he shouldn't be feuding with Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably, you definitely got some height on Leo and probably some weight. Um, now, Bobby's a character who has sort of like a manager kind of role. Not even a manager, but just someone at ringside. Yes. What do you think happened to the having a manager? Like, why doesn't anyone really have managers anymore? Well, uh, I think there's a couple different reasons for that. Um, and I'm just theorizing. A lot of wrestling was uh, improvisational on the microphone, and now everything has scripts. The whole point of having a manager was because the guy couldn't talk, couldn't think of what to say. Yeah. Now you have like WWE environment where they're like, write the script, say it word for word, right. do not go off script, so why do you need a manager? I think the only time they get a manager is if somebody's just so bad, they consider bad at acting. Bobby Lashley is decent on a mic. He's terrible in WWE because he has to act. Mm -hmm. So he needs Lana or he needs Leo Rush or he needs somebody. I honestly thought, great angle. Him versus Lesnar, Heyman turns on him, becomes becomes uh, uh, Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece. Oh, yeah? Bobby becomes the uh, Paul I, Heyman guy? Yeah, I, same thing with Reigns. <laughs> Heyman turns on Lesnar, becomes right. Reigns' mouthpiece. Look at Rusev, man. This is why I don't understand how he's just not a top guy. He's shrunk down a little bit, but he's still in good shape. And he's always been great with intensity. He's always... Intense. Very intense. And he knows how to work the crowd as a heel or a face. He knows how to get them, like, pumping. Yeah. I've always been a fan of, of Rusev. I feel like they dropped the boat not making him their next Hulk Hogan. Oh, really? <laughs> Honestly, but, you know, damned if uh, Vince is going to let a foreign guy take a Hulk Hogan role. Right. Rusev. Russian. He's evil. <laughs> Go out there and wave your flag. And speak Russian, pal. They'll hate it. <laughs> I mean, let's just face it. Vince doesn't like foreigners. Yeah. That's just it. Now, I don't know if you want to go through the entire episode, what your time is like today. I'm just kind of going with it. And here we have something very interesting coming out. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is coming re out. Rebranded Liv Morgan. This is being um, torn apart on the internet because... Of this Stephanie particular McMahon. match, or do you mean this, the Liv Morgan This game? Liv Morgan storyline, because right. Stephanie McMahon said uh, about three years ago that they were going to do more LGBT storylines and that they would be tasteful. Um, making this uh, uh, lesbian angle with two sexually attractive blonde women seems very counterproductive to it just you know making sense, because you don't have to be pretty and blonde uh, to be a lesbian. And yeah, we know, yeah. <laughs> like, Vince, he just loves... Blonde women, they're always in that top spot. And they, they've only implied it. They never really... Oh, yeah, no, I mean... Great upset. He, he, she, she, they said that she, uh, at the wedding, she was involved with Lana. Right. And that, yeah, Lana was cheating on, on Lashley. Yeah, they, yeah, Lynn Morgan came out and said, like, I'm not talking about Bobby or something like that. Yes. But, which is a classic Heyman storyline, because he used to put, uh, book stuff like that in ECW. Uh-huh. However, I you know it does it does kind of imply trash TV. It's not like a now. Liv Morgan actually pitched a really nice for a better part of a year to have uh, a lesbian storyline within the wrestler, 
And uh, I forget the other wrestler's name off the top of my head, forgive me, but they were really pushing with events, and a lot of people liked the creative angle of it, and he just said, no, no, no. And they're like, oh, we'll take Liv and put her with another pretty blonde woman. Right. That's good television now. And they, like saying And they, uh, they changed Liv Morgan's appearance a little bit, too. They did. And I think that's just to make her less like her previous gimmick. And just have a more clear change. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, Vincent Mann will say, like, you have to have an it factor where you have a certain level of sexuality that he can sell you as a product, whether you're a man or a woman. So he wants her to dress a certain... I can tell you right now, Vince McMahon was probably the guy who's dressed like this. Black leather. I mean, hey, name another lady uh, from the 90s. Blonde black leather. Can you think of one? Her name was... Sable. Sable, Trish Stratus. There you go. Not Lita. Not Lita, no. No, her hair's red. She'll never be one with the crowd. She might be Hispanic. <laughs> now, what do you think of the idea of a fist fight? The main event tonight. Um, now this, I have heard about this. I have not seen the match, but I have heard terrible, terrible things about it. I heard that it's a fist fight. Without and there's kinder sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm thinking, like, a fist fight. And I'm like, they're just going to tape them up and yeah, yeah. box what's going on. Like a boxing match. But I hear last minute, they explain all the rules as, as the people are going to the ring. Like, the announcers are like, oh, okay, we, somebody screwed up. We'll have the announcers explain what's about to happen. Here. Right. Like, I feel like they meant to say street fight and just kept saying fist fight. Like, I didn't mess up. I, I meant to say fist fight. Well, I thought it had to do with Big Show because of the, What's this move called? The power of the punch? <laughs> no, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's William. That's, that's, I thought that's, anyway, that's what I want to call it. But the, the move the, where Big Show goes ahead and he fists another man. That's not how you would phrase it, but okay. But yeah, no, so... I mean, I guess that's that's the theme of it, but then there's no, it's not a fist fight. Right. In which case, kayfabe, Big Show will win, because uh, essentially, according to this, you just need to punch you once, and you're on your ass, right? You're looking at the lights. Right. So. Well, they ended up making it like a last man standing match for the team. Like, your team has your, to be. That team last man? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, if they told me that ahead of time, that actually sounds remotely interesting. Right. That's if how it's I took well. it. Okay. Because when they're well, we'll see it here, and we'll talk we'll about it. But. All right. We're having some backstage. Oh, my butt hurts. I'm sitting in this chair for me. Here we Both go. Of waste of breath. Waste of breath. You deserve each other. You're nothing but a waste of my breath. He just said that. I know. You want you want to fight? You want to fight? We well, you two deserve each other, and I'm gonna fight you mix match challenge. Wait, did he just say mix match challenge? Oh, yeah. I, that's still happening. I thought. I forgot all about that. Is that like still occurring on Facebook? Next, no, next week. Oh, all okay. on TV. Oh no, yeah, they used to have a, a Facebook show where they were trying a to mixed match challenge. It, the whole Facebook thing. It seemed like the MLB, like a lot of people were trying to do exclusive content on Facebook Live. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people are watching more Facebook videos because it just ends up in their feed. There's a great artist you might have heard of her, named Aunt Mary Pat, that became famous via Facebook and YouTube. So no, no, no I've never heard of her. Okay, but that's fine. It's just more, Facebook's more accessible, but I don't know what happened to Mixed Max Challenge. I think they were just doing good, they were they were uh, doing a lot of stuff with charities, so I thought it was going to keep going, but I haven't heard of it in a while. What are these guys staring at? Everyone's looking straight up in the back. Maybe it's the screen up there. Screen's to the left. Well, no, I maybe I'm... No, 
And a lot of the stadiums, they have a screen. Maybe it's wrong. Yeah, they're like wavy. Yeah, usually the screen's right at the entrance, right there where it says the man. And then they normally have another one in the top center where they normally display the uh, like the basketball score. Okay, I got you. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Now, I'm told that Becky Lynch here is going for the um, Kill Bill look. Oh, yeah. But all I see is the 1970s Star Trek look. She just needs like the little Enterprise, or the little what, triangle what? thing, the Federation yeah. button. <laughs> she just looks like she's getting ready to go on the Enterprise. No. Uh, I was when I was watching this, I was like, "Can they ever have a contract signing where they don't slam their uh, the opponent through the contract table?" Can, it's impossible. Can you they ever just leave that table alone? That is how you complete the signature. Like if you take it to the local like notary, they're like, "No, this doesn't work. There's nobody that's been body slammed through this. Right. I, can't, I, I can't sign off. It, it doesn't work." It, it, hey, listen. Unless you pick me up and you body slam me through this table, contract's not void. No yeah, it doesn't work. But if you notice, the table is different this time. It is a, different. That doesn't look like your normal break of no, the table. it's like a marble top kind of look. Okay, okay. All right. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on Becky Lynch still being? Do you think she's still the man, or do you think she's lost a little bit of uh, popularity, a little bit of momentum? I think a little of both. I think okay. she's still a great entertainer. Yes. I think she maybe held the belt a little too long. Okay, agreed. Uh, she's still great. She's still getting a pop here. Yeah, Bob. But you know, she needs the right. She needs the right uh, villain, so to speak. Yeah. And I don't think Oscar and her have a, a great feud. No, they don't want to book Oscar the right way. So she, I mean, Oscar's right. only good in NXT, and that's just you know, Trips does not um, discriminate against foreigners. But I'm just gonna say it right now. She's gonna lose that belt to Ronda Rousey. Mm. That's what's happening. That's your spoiler. That is your that is Hamer going spoiler. to happen. There's no when R Ronda Rousey is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Calling it, she is going to win wow. the Royal Rumble, and she's going to beat Becky Lynch in WrestleMania. Now we may see a Becky Lynch heel turn in the meantime. Um, if there was a heel turn, it would probably be against Oscar here. Got it. But I don't see it happening. Right. No, I, I kind of do feel that. I mean, I, I think it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be with this match. It would make the most right. sense. Like, the classic uh, um, Bret Hart, Austin, double heel, double turn where, like, she goes into the match. And maybe she gets, like, way too violent and then just turns heel and gets booed by the crowd. Because uh -huh. Asuka, and she is still a little over with the crowd. Well, and we'll kind of see more because I, I did see this part as well of the show. Yeah. It seems like that. You'll see that Becky is trying to keep her cool. Yeah. And Asuka is, like, yelling in her face. And watch. And, and So I could see that happening. Yeah. Where the heel turn is, is kind of like where Becky just goes too far. Okay. Now, my secondary booking idea is if they have someone else win the Royal Rumble for the, for the SmackDown Women's title, I just see Becky beating somebody at the Rumble, coming back on Raw, saying, is there anyone else that can possibly beat me? And then Ronda. Right. Either way, Ronda, Ronda, Ronda. And I give a damn in the beat. Yeah, that's it. Ronda's taking that. Well, watch how they're treating. That's Japanese for idiot. And our subtitle said, that road, that road. <laughs> it's a baga. It's idiot. Okay. I want to go out on a date with Asuka. Now, I don't know if you caught it, but just before Asuka came out. Uh, let's go ahead and... Uh... Into the ring. Okay. Um, King asked Becky if she wanted to say any words, and yeah. Becky didn't say anything. Didn't say darn thing. Okay. Yeah. So she's kind of trying to. She's frustrated, right? But look now, um, 
Just getting poked by an umbrella here. Oh, oh. Stab the beast. Don't poke the bear. They're kind of being bullied, like, Don't right? poke the bear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I could see Becky Lynch having a moment like that where she goes too far. I think that's, I mean, because. Loses her cool. Because when you have someone win too much, it's kind of easier to tear, turn the heel because the, the crowd is a little sick of them. And what's Asuka do? Oh, very nonchalantly grabbing the clearly fake contract. I'm pretty sure it says something like, this is not a contract. Words, words, words. What do we got here? It just says raw contract in big letters. I'm surprised they showed that much of the contract. Yeah, that just... It reminds me of Family Guy when uh, Peter signed the Volcano Insurance. It just says, Volcano Insurance, Volcano Insurance. I can't believe he's signing it, Volcano Insurance. <laughs> like, Sarah, this contract is not like valid. Just the it's official. May the best woman win. Yeah. May the best woman win. Oh, and there's the acid. Is. I saw it in her teeth. That road, that yeah. road, that road. Yeah. Talk as far in as possible, Oscar. You look like a monster. Not only did she get spat in the face, but she doesn't know what she said. It's the ultimate answer. Right. <laughs> and she didn't get slammed. No one got slammed through a table. No one got slammed through a table. Contract's null and void. It doesn't work. There was, there was green mist, though. That's the one exception. There's that green is... mist. Oh, I gotta stand up. My butt's numb. There we go. Oh my god. That's horrifying. I love uh I love um the umbrella that's going on in there by the pirate princess. And some assistance some medical aides brought out a bottle of water to clear out those eyes. Oh my god, well that's that's the cure for green mist, everyone knows that. Plain water. Now, I don't know who I heard the rumor from, but as a kid when Tajiri was doing the green mist. Yes. I heard that it was green Kool-Aid powder that he would just kind of soak up in his mouth. That I don't know. It makes the most sense. It seems he... What I think we is interesting... found it on Amazon. What I think is interesting is, like, the people that do this, there's not a lot of people that do the mist spot, but the real pros at it, because I don't see when they do it. I saw Asuka open her mouth in this segment. Mm -hmm. I saw her talk. Right before she did the spit, all her teeth were green. So, I mean, clearly they could have done a camera trick and somebody could have told her now. But when you're in the middle of the match, Tajiri, he would just, you know, I'm, I'm like, when the hell did he put that stuff in his mouth? And I'm like, you know, so. You know, Many listeners know how that works and when the, the superstar does it. Let us know. Please, please explain. My theory is that it's some kind of uh, teleportation technology. Right. Where the Kool-Aid is teleported in his mouth. My theory is that it's something that you buy on Amazon. You are the most dangerous woman that I have ever faced. And I, I have tried to find an anger to defend myself against you. Did you say anger or anger? Anger or anger. Somebody puts their hands on me. And I'm a terrible person because I'm hearing this promo. And all I'm hearing is, and they want to steal me lucky charms. You, I I just said, what? Her, Why does everyone always laugh when I say that? <laughs> Why? She's, she's got such a thick Scottish accent. Because at the Royal Rumble, if I have to go down again, I am going down swinging. But I swear to God, I am taking you with me. Oh, that part sounded cool. <laughs> Damage that $50,000 camera. A blind promo. Blind promo. That's a band name. 
Yeah. Blind promo. What's going on? Blind porno. Oh yeah, that's that's got to be interesting. The punk band. I'll, I'll tell you what, that's a punk band and a half. So what'd you think of that? Scene Was that there? the guy has a sign back? Hey Becky, dinner? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, guys, guys, eye on the prize. What was your question? My question was, what did you think of that this uh, contract signing? I like the segment. Uh, like, there is a thing that WWE does that is not the worst thing. I think most people will agree with it. There are these pauses. I think that if they just shorten their pauses, because they'll do like a 10 second of no talking stare down, mm-hmm. multiple times in the same uh, confrontation. I think there's too much of that. It happened a few times here. Overall, just great. It didn't hurt it too much, but my preference be perfect without just those little little, little breaks. Because let, let's just be quiet for a second, see what happens. That was boring. I didn't like that. <laughs> that was only four seconds. Yeah, it's only four seconds. It's terrible. So they're setting up for the uh, Alistair Black buddy. A- A- Alistair African American. It's 2020. Right. I always want to say buddy guy. Buddy guy. I mean, it works. Uh, dude, I, I am a Buddy Murphy believer. I mean, I probably was with a massive WWE fan base and just like, oh, 205 guy. But he's he's got some great in-ring work. He's like really good. He's great heel. He's got great fundamentals. He's just really good in the ring. I think he should, I think they're not going to do it. I think he should be pushed as one of their champions in the next year or two. Buddy? Buddy. I think he'd be a great heel champion. Like an intercontinental champion? No, like a world heavyweight champion. Oh, really? He's he's a better wrestler than most of the people in the roster, hmm. um, especially with his heel work. He's just really good. But that's my opinion. You know, I I'm I'm not all knowing. I just think that he's. Uh, I thought he was crap, and I was wrong. He's 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 the man. So it humbled you. He humbled me. I'm very. I'm actually proud. I, thought I knew it all. I'm proud to be this level of wrong because uh, he is. He's really good. And I don't think Alistair Black will have this quality of a match with another person for a while until he has, like, a, an AJ belt. Right. Orton, uh, you know, he can be good, but the people on the internet like to make fun of Randy Orton for his uh, slow pace. Ability to RKO an airplane out of the sky. That, but he's taken the uh, slow, methodical pace in the last few years. He's Mr. Headlock. He'll he'll sit there, and he's the only wrestler... In a main event match, I'll be like, headlock for five minutes. Right. All right. I'm working him now. Your turn to fight me. But then he'll put it all in the last, like, two minutes. RKO out of nowhere. Right. But I think that's him just trying to be an asshole heel. Yeah. Slow it down. Yeah. I'm not here for you guys. I'm not here for your entertainment. Because if you notice, when he does a headlock, he looks down, and he looks up, and he sticks his chin out with that obnoxious smile. He's like, yep. Just sitting here. I'm just sitting here. But that's more like, you know, it's more like, I think that's a jab at like the inside fans. Now, did Buddy do the whole sit down thing in the ring, or is he literally stealing that from Alistair? Stealing it from Alistair. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he just stealed that from Alistair. This is their third match in a row. I mean, just like having Alistair go over again, it's. Normally, I'd say that would bury a guy. It does kind of bury him a little, but he's got so much talent. I don't. And he's and Buddy's lost every match, right? Um, he's no, he's won. So, well, uh, I guess Alistair, Alistair yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's lost every match against Alistair, but it just looked like, um, you know, it was very closely shot. Now, wait, I did see something on the very end of this match. It's a terrible botch. Uh, the ref totally botches the finish. Oh, uh, really? Have you ever seen Alistair Black uh, make a mistake, a significant mistake? 
I have not noticed it. I'm right. sure it's happened. But uh, I, I'm an avid watcher of Botchmania. If you know what that is, those of yeah. you on the internet, look up Botchmania. It's very entertaining. I, I don't recall ever seeing him on a single episode until this. And it was not his doing. I, and I thought about this when I was watching the match. Like, you know, Alistair is built as like this accuracy guy. Yeah. And, 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 and striker. And um, follow me here. Similarly to like when Undertaker first started, he was, uh, you know, unbeatable. He was intense. Like, I remember when the fireworks went off in his face yes. and he had yeah. to kind of keep his cool. Yeah. Like, similar kind of vibe. I would be so stressed to be a wrestler where, you know, you're either supposed to be perfect. Yeah. Or you're not supposed to get hurt. And, yeah. And something happens. Like, wouldn't that be so stressful? Yeah, I would think so. It puts a lot of pressure on you, but those are the people that are in the top spot. I mean, right. like, you know, uh, you know, Seth was in that spot. Eddie Guerrero was uh, crippling under that pressure. He he wanted the belt off of him to, have it, to just get rid of the pressure. But he got his act together and he said he wanted to do it again. Unfortunately, as you know, he did pass away before that could happen. But uh, he put a lot of pressure on himself to be perfect in the ring. So it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. Now, Alistair Black, I think he... Oh, I think, man, they're fighting outside the ring here. Alistair yeah, took a hell of a, hell of a bump there on the, on the steel floor there. But I think he should... They made a mistake kind of like not doing a lot with him for a little bit. I think he should... Uh, the speed's good. They should bump him higher in the card. You mean Alistair? Alistair, yeah. So you mean instead of like starting out with those squash match kind of things? Yeah, I, I think he should be feuding with some other people. But, I mean, the non-NXT NXT crowd has to get to know him. I understand that. But he does have an Undertaker vibe to him, does he not? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Triple H sees that in him. And I feel like Vince does and that's why he's kind of, kind of somewhere in the middle. He's stuck in mid-card limbo right now, which is why he just didn't have anybody to fight for a while. I think he's less of a uh, Undertaker vibe and more of like, not quite this, but almost like a boogeyman vibe. I got you, except a little, little less ridiculous. Now. Exactly. A little less ridiculous, yes. But that style, I think with his in-ring work, he should be... He, he, he should be in the in the conversation for the championship run. Not now. He's not over enough with the crowd because they don't book him enough. But he's he's got that ability, both in ring and with crowd work. Yeah. I'm curious just to see who gets out of their contract over the next two years. Because as you know, WWE, they're trying to lock everyone to five-year contracts, which is right. ludicrous in the wrestling industry. Is that to deal with AEW? Yes, that's exclusively to deal with AEW um, and any other wrestling companies that may come about next year. But really, that they know that they're competing with a billionaire. So they know he's got money. So they're like, five-year, five-year, five-year. They're signing people that they're not even using. You can, could you see that AEW kind of carving a path for other uh, networks to go against definitely. WWE? Definitely, without a doubt. I, I think they would have a lot of trouble because, like, they picked their spot on Wednesday to not feud with anybody. Mm -hmm. WWE was like, well, screw you. We don't want you to be a company. We're putting NXT there to take some of your viewers. If any other company picked another day of the week, I mean, you got Thursday. Well, guess what? Yeah, you got yeah. a new show for That's it. I mean, like, if, if you get another company, another network that's like, we want to do a wrestling show, they'll put it on Monday or Friday, you know? Right. And you really don't want to do it on Wednesday at this point. I mean, that pool is, like, take it up between two shows. Right. But, but other than putting NXT on TV, which is huge, what 
with the success of AEW, what what do you think WWE would change to compete? Which I think is a great thing. I think to keep WWE <clears throat> on their toes and not get lazy. Yes. I think that's awesome. Which is what they need. Now that that's a very interesting statement because if you talk to people inside the WWE, their answer would be nothing. We're perfect. We are the best. That will never happen. Right. However, <coughs> the changes since AEW has already uh, come to fruition have already been like inactive. For instance, people have been complaining for years about like um, the commercial break. And then, like, you come back and somebody's in a headlock or something. Or they're yeah. laying down on slow, the outside of the ring. A slow revisit. Years they've been complaining about that. AEW does it, where they just sit at the at, – as soon as you come back from the commercial break, they're fast-paced action. Mm-hmm. Like, they're right at each other. Sometimes the they, top rope. they start a match. Now, WWE, they ring the bell right as that happens. And people just fight really, really fast, intense action. Uh-huh. They never did it until their competitor did it. Um, there's a move that Lynch is using that the AEW champion is uh, known for. It's not even a move. It's a kick out. <laughs> it's a really kind of nifty kick out where she does a bridge. She's she's being pinned. Who's this? Uh, Becky Lynch does this. Okay. And Rio, the AEW women's champion, uh-huh. uh, she'll will be pinned, and what she'll do is on the bottom she'll just do a bridge and just stand right up. So they're even like. Well, did Becky Lynch do that before no. AEW? Okay. No, she did not. So they're also like changing movesets a bit to kind of compare as well. Which is, they did that back in the Monday Night Wars, and they even did that when TNA was a thing. Which There's, means, yeah. The thing is, you can never go to Vince and say, they're doing this, I think it's a good idea. Someone has to go to Vince and act as if it was their idea. Oh, okay. Because it's an ego thing. Because, well, and Vince will never watch another wrestling show. He has never watched another wrestling program mm-hmm. since he uh, feuded with WCW. It's just mm-hmm. been his his show, so. Now, you got a great match going on here still uh, <coughs> with Aleister Black. And, I, I almost called him Buddy Lee for a second. <laughs> buddy guy, guy, buddy, Buddy Lee. But you, you just saw Buddy, buddy Rogers. Um, use the, uh, he was trying to pin Aleister using his, uh, Pants, which yeah, which got is, caught, and it it builds into that desperation, like I'm desperate to beat you kind of thing. I wouldn't say I'm old school, but you can call me old school with this. I love it. I love it when the heels use the tights. Oh, yeah. I love it, and I love it when they get caught. You know what I mean? It's just oh, yeah. like, it's just it's just that is a great heel. It's so oh my god, that was a great bump. Alistair Black did a jump off of the uh, off of the rope to kick. Buddy, who was on the top rope, onto the right. outside. He took a nasty bump into the wall there. But it looked like he landed it well. It was uh, just unexpected. Going back to uh, grabbing the tights and getting caught, Yeah, I not- I noticed more that they're not getting caught as much. The, the uh, face is kicking out. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, they prevailed, even with... Yeah, I, I hate to say don't kill the mood because it's not a mood, but don't, don't kill the roll up the tights. If someone rolls up the tights, let them win. Let them win or get caught. That's an old staple. Right. Because, you know, like, sometimes I wonder with some of the moves that they, like, overuse, like, what, what's what's going to be next? I, I used to make a joke that, like, oh, they're going to just start doing flipping pile drivers, and then people are just going to kick out of those all the time. Right. If you watch One any down. other company besides uh, WWE... They do, it's called a Canadian Destroyer. They right. do a flipping pile driver, and everyone kicks out of them all the time now. Uh, it's become like the, uh, the, the, the DDT was in the 90s is the, uh, is the Canadian Destroyer now. Yeah. But then you got someone like Dean Ambrose who is doing the double-arm DDT as a finisher. Yes. And 
you know, growing up and watching, really watching wrestling in, in you know, 2004, let's say, on yeah. Um, I always thought of the DDT as, as nothing, you know, like it, it was just a, not even a signature move. See that, and I understand when you grew up with that because I'm I saw a lot of that when you were watching TV. But that was a deadly maneuver. Like literally, if you DDT somebody, I've been DDT. Yeah, I've been. DDT. I coughed. It hurt my spine. It hurt me down to my ass. Right. I was you're, just like, yeah, you're 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 that would kill somebody into the ground basically. And uh, but then I see someone like Dean being you know kind of growing up in that era where the DDT yeah. wasn't much, and I'm like, oh man, double arm DDT. That's not a good finisher. Like, yeah. You know, so when you when it, when that shift starts to happen, where a move loses its uh, intensity, yes, it's tough going back. Oh yeah, extremely. Uh, Sting's maneuver, if you remember, him, he had the Scorpion Death Drop. I thought that was the most devastating, awesome maneuver you'd ever see. It looks so terrible now. Edge and Christian used it, and uh, the Hardys used it into oblivion. Right. And it and is just like, uh, it is the equivalent of a clothesline. That move doesn't do that. Oh, that's the finish right there. Right, watch this. He went for a black mask onto on onto him and missed it. And the ref thinks he kicked out. All he did was he raised his wrist slightly. So right now what you're seeing is Alistair Black. Move. He he is he is just improving right now. This is all improv. But Buddy went for the black mask, missed it, Alistair hit him with the black. And there we go. Boom. Uh, he just picked him up and said, screw it, I'll do it again. But the consequence is now hit Buddy. Someone kicked out of his finisher. He was right, the first that, to kick out of the And also, hand. Buddy takes two finishers to to lose. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, it does help Buddy. It hurts out, but you can see you can see in Alistair's face like he was a little pissed there. Now, unless they're just working me, but did you see? Now, did you see him kick out? Because he doesn't. They're going to show a replay right here. And they're going to say he got the shoulder up. But they're going to do from the opposite angle. So you can't see it. But all he does is he lifts a hand. And this guy was trying hard to do his job. This ref, God bless him. But uh, he, he done wrong. It'd be interesting to hear the um, conversation in the, uh, the, in the truck. Yeah. About like, oh. Here comes the replay. Boom. The, boom. And that was supposed to be it. You Watch can tell it. how he fell. See, one, two, and see, where, where was that kick out? <laughs> there was no kick out. What was the point of... Um, Buddy moving his leg though. Um, that's just what some people do when they're beaten. And I think he probably just saw that out of the corner of his eye, like it was some kind of kick out or something. Mm. But uh, that was just a good. Have po- you hear the commentators? They're doing their job too. They're like, he just you could slip a piece of paper under that shoulder. It was just so close. And yeah, and, that, and that's them covering and doing a really good job of that. But uh, now luckily that didn't hurt it that much because Alistair's such a professional. He's like, you know, he's worked on the news a lot. He's like. Uh, screw it! I'll do it again. Right, and and so now we're seeing Buddy outside the ring, can, you know, freaking out, freaking out. Like I can't he's beat obsessed him. that am he can't I, beat him. Am I worthy being here? He's such a yeah. He's I mean, it's one of those rare things where a guy was beat three times right. and he doesn't look weak. It's extremely hard to do that. Right. Because I'm sorry, you have Kevin Owens win, lose. If you have him lose like five weeks in a row, he's gonna look like crap. Right. This match here. Amazing, but here's still looks like a threat. Here's what's kind of odd, and you know how he, he they mistakenly got that kick. He got, mistakenly got that kick out. Yeah. Well, Buddy's going to stay outside of the ring now and and continue to be confused into the next match. Yes. And it seems like that was supposed to happen. Yeah. You know that definitely. But, but it it's not as uh, it doesn't make as much sense. Like 
tonight he did have a success. He kicked out of Black Alistair's yeah. move. Yeah. So you would think that, okay, I lost, that sucks, but I kicked out of his finishing move. Yeah. No one's ever done that before. Yeah. He wouldn't be as hurt and sitting out there, you would think anyway, right? Yeah, you would think. But notice how the commentators aren't saying, oh my God. Someone kicked out of the black mask. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really, like, pounding that into the ground. Right, here's Eric. Yeah, Eric Rowan. So what Rowan. do you think about this gimmick here where he's got the crate? Because apparently what I hear the complaint from people on the Internet is that it's been going on too long. It's not even my complaint because, I'll be honest, I usually skip through that segment. Yeah. But people are saying, like, all right, it's going to be something stupid in the end. And right. they're saying it's been going on for way too long. Because uh, whatever this is, is supposed to get Eric Rowan over. And last we heard from Eric Rowan, he was doing that whole thing with Daniel Bryan, right. then straight to this. There's things I like about it, like, and it, it's such a little nerdy wrestling fan thing. Like, I like yeah. that he takes the stairs off the ring. He, he changes part of You the, know what? I like that, too. He, take, I, he changes part of the stage for this gimmick, and I think that's kind of neat. Uh, hasn't been going on too long, probably. I, I'm, I've never been into this type of work, like... Yeah, uh, creepy guy. Has, yeah. you know, has secrets. I mean, you got to be good with it. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can pull it off. I mean, Cactus Jack, on and off, good for me. AKA Mankind. Right. Creepy yeah, guy ended secrets. up going to the comedy route. Yeah, I do. Uh, I generally enjoy someone getting ripped apart. Like small guy gets thrown around. Oh, I love that they brought back like the getting the local talent. Like I, when I was a kid, me and my family, we would call them no names. Uh-huh. We were like, you don't know who that is. Some guy is a no name. Oh, look. Uh, oh, he, yeah, you hit one of those. Was that a security guy or a camera guy? So, I don't know if he was either, but he definitely worked on the show. Yeah. So, but I love, because having someone, because that worked great for Strowman. Look at this. He's opening the cage. He's opening it up. The other week, there was a bunch of blood that squirted out. And now he just got bit. So it's an animal that looks incredibly gross. It's hornswoggle. Damn it. Blood on his hand. Yeah, I bet. I mean, somebody said, what is wrong with you? Like, I just keep thinking, it's got to be hornswoggle. What am I talking about? It's hornswoggle. Randomly, he's going to come back with another cage that's like four times the size. Right. (laughs) And then it'll be hornswoggle. Yeah, it was always that size. They made it. I forget what show I was watching. It was another podcast. I'd love to give them credit. Um, I believe it was like they were from the U.K., Hornswoggle ruins everything. Every gimmick, Vince McMahon's son, <laughs> um, whoever the the, the mystery uh, GM was, if you remember that. Oh, in the little post. Every time something goes wrong, they're like, oh, we're going to make it Hornswoggle. We don't know what to do. I actually stopped watching Raw because of that. It was, it was terrible. It was, it was so bad. It was. Um, at, I mean, at the point where Hornswoggle was involved, or previously. When they got into the uh, rotating general manager. Because it was a little too disruptive for me. I I will say I it had it ups it's ups and it's downs. I I I like the celebrity each week because it reminded me a little bit of SNL. I did not like when they have like Betty White or something. Yeah, I <laughs> wasn't general a, manager. That was I wasn't ridiculous. Any of that. It it was neat to see. I can see why you'd be turned off by it. Right. They're focusing too much on that and not on good matches. I think their idea was. Um, like, let's draw in more people. Like, oh, hey, we're going to bring in the guys from Jackass. Everyone who likes Jackass is going to, is going to watch the yeah. show tonight. Like, on paper, it's like, it makes sense, right? We're going to reach new audiences. It's, yeah. It's fresh every week. Yeah. Everyone's going to bring in their own personal vibe. But for a wrestling They, they weren't fan, bringing in the Golden Girls audience with Betty White. That right. wasn't happening. And for someone who's just 
loves the, the sport of, of, of wrestling and yeah. liking a good classic match. Yeah. It's just like disruptive for me. I mean, it does kind of like. But hang on, here's our main event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, this contest. Big Show entered first. And, and uh, he's getting now a beat down. He's getting a beat down. From in all this fist fight. Dude, Against Seth Rollins and AOP. Oh, there we go. And there's, there's the kendo sticks. I don't know how well I can communicate this, but they're punching like they're just kind of like yeah. getting the wrinkles out of Big Show's shirt. They're um, very heavily worked punches, we'll say. Oh, what is going on with Joe and his hairstyle, dude? He's got a, he's got a mohawk braid. Am I seeing that right? Oh, he's getting something. What does he got? Do you think that last week when they were when they announced this match, they were like, okay, yeah, fist fight, that's gonna work, and then they realized when they started thinking about it, like, oh, because look how different this is than than the idea of a fist fight. There's it tables, is. there's kendo sticks. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like some just broke a kendo stick for some reason. I'm just gonna say somebody said fist fight and they meant street fight or something, and they just refused to correct themselves because they were stubborn. Yeah. That's what happened. I I'm sticking by that. Right. Because <laughs> there's no way you would say we're in a fist fight. Get the kendo sticks. Get the tables. We're gonna do this, this, this. Mm -hmm. So what we got going on? But here? you got a mess here. So you got Kevin Owens and one of the AOP guys. You know. I can't distinguish any either. of them. So we'll say A AOP one, AOP two. I I cannot tell them apart. Right. And then you got another AOP guy and. Uh, Samoa Joe here. They're kind of to the left of the entrance. Yeah. Just behind the uh, announce the commentator's desk. Yeah. You got Big Show and Seth kind of fighting outside the ring. I have a very large friend that celebrates Hanukkah. He wants to be a wrestler and become Samoa Joe. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'd go see him. Yeah. There we go. Oh, Do big... you go to any local shows? Have you? I have. It's been a Whoa. little. Whoa! My God, that was the coolest spot I've seen Evans do on Raw. Let's he just took that. a. He just took, what would you call that, a sloped screen that Raw has at the entryway. He took a run up there, like a half pipe, like and Tony just dove Hawk. off of it. He did some CrossFit. This guy just Tony Hawk. <laughs> he ran up the curb no, he's a, he, Parkour, that's what I was thinking. Parkour. He, he's just a parkour. Now Joe's about to he's do it. Like, no, yeah. he's jumping off the ramp. And it's sent on. Through a random table in the Through back. Table that's covered always makes me just like curious. Like, you know, why is that covered? They saw saw it halfway through the middle. What are they doing there? There's that amazing parkour spot by Kevin Owens. Kevin really to say Kevin Owens the sentence Kevin Owens did a parkour spot sounds sounds contradicting. I, I like that. Well, I like that he kind of kind of contradicts himself. Like he doesn't look like he would do things like that. Buddy's still out there? Yes. Oh, okay. He's still out there. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I did hear about this. He's gonna go ahead and recruit him. Right. Which is kind of neat. But they need they need to do something with him. Doesn't well doesn't Buddy kicking out of that finisher make this part not make as much sense? A little bit. A little bit. I, if, if at the end of the day it helps them, let's see if they ever mention it ever again. Or if it's deleted from the annals of time. Oh, it's the, oh, oh look at there that. it is. Buddy's in the ring. How short was that conversation? Did he just come over there and just go, "Come to the dark side, buddy"? I wish he, I wish he um, did that to to Joe though. Low blow, Joe. Low blow, Joe. <laughs> Why haven't they done that yet? Big Show looks like he's gonna cry. They just <laughs> grabbed him, threw him to the table. This looks like somebody canceled Christmas. Faith Joy says that it looks like Big Show has arthritis the way he was kind of creeping around. Yeah, it, it does. And I wouldn't be so. He's a big guy, and Giants, Giants get arthritis really early in age. So. Right. But this turned into a last man standing team match. Yeah. Now it's four on three. 
No, look at it. Oh, man. J-Lo looks like she just ripped a huge fart. <laughs> that smelly face. There's Joe coming back again. Everything Joe does is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing. Big Joe. But I, can't, I, I like... You know what? I, I, I would say it's kind of like beneath, like, oh, we're just going to have Buddy Holly just join a faction. But at the same time, he's getting a spotlight on the main part of the show, and he's established what a good wrestler he is. This will help him oh. a lot. That was an amazing powerbomb spot through the table. Samoa Joe on the announcer table, and they powerbombed Kevin Owens through through the Joe. Through the Joe. Now, <laughs> through the Joe. The stage is also curved, but in a different direction where yeah. the, the announce table is. Imagine if they just kind of rode the table like a sled. <laughs> like a sled. That'd be great. Like a sled. Oh, just moved out of the curve stomp there, and now Buddy's trying to oh. mess with Big Show. <laughs> Big Show. He's running at all two miles per hour as fast right. as he can. He's getting red, man, in the face. He's getting red. Windy. He's more out of shape than he was last year. He he really, I mean, he's still in decent shape, but right. he's, no, mean, uh, he's no abs Big Show right now. For a now. guy this age, this size, getting up on the second rope like Taking that. a powerbomb from the top? Oh, that made no. me it's a big bump for a big boy. Right. He's a big boy. That made me feel bad watching that one. Oh, my goodness. So you got Buddy Buddy Rogers grabbing his uh, neck here for whatever. Oh, yeah. The show, show did just goozle him around the throat. Seth looking intense. Right now, it's just four on one on Big Show here. Crowd's getting a little quiet, but Seth's getting intense. There's CrossFit Jesus himself. There we go. Seth. Well, now, what are they going to do to Big Show here? Okay. Curve Buddy's time, setting him looks up. Like. Now, why are they doing subtitles for the fans now? I want to know what they're saying. There's the curb stop. Boom. Now, I, he, twir he turned his head. He did. I, I, But I do like... And they stopped the match. Right. What is this, like Hell in the Cell again? What's the... Unlike Last Man Standing where they have to count like 10. Like, I guess they're just knocked out, you know? It, the fist fight is the ref determines that they're done. Right. So it's very odd. Do you think there's going to be another fist fight? No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, why wouldn't you just be like, it just seems like, you know, like he'd pay off the rap or have a heel rap, like Shane McMahon, like, oh, he knocked him down, match is over. Right. Now, I do what like, determines that? I do like that they're building a faction. I don't feel like there's been a faction of, of this many people in. No, not in a while. I mean, they, they, they've tried. I mean, right. I mean, um, even with the three men, I mean, New Day was way sky high and then they kind of, they teeter up and down a lot because WWE just will go three months without using them. Right. As I mentioned, uh, Xavier Woods has been injured for a uh, better part of five months now, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, since the Wyatt family, probably, but I like the... Yeah, There's, there's cool. a couple things going here. Like, I like the faction. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a group of four people. That's neat to see. And it's Seth embracing a hug. Right. Uh, I mean, this is great. I mean, this is good for him. Again, people will be like, don't waste him, put him in a faction. But he's with... This is the spotlight of the show. He's yeah. established what a good wrestler is with these matches with Alice. I don't think this was long-term booking. I think this was last minute. Right. And I think it was a really good decision. And and the thing about a faction, and you kind of said it there, yeah. like Buddy, for example, someone who probably would have just kind of fell. Yeah, down. he would have fell through the cracks. Like, you know, he's, he's sharing the spotlight with some bigger names, but he's still on TV. He still gets some work. Like, I like the idea of a faction. I wish there was more of them. And then give this faction six months, right? Right. Have a break up. Have uh, Buddy go against Seth. Yeah. I right. mean, that's that would be just a great match. And right. put, put Buddy over. Establish him. Put him on the mat. Right. It, it's just such a good use of, of talent when there's yeah. not enough room. Yeah. Because there's just less of it nowadays. And there's, you know, 
there's just more of individual stars, or there's some tag matches. Yeah. Create some factions, and it's a heel faction, so I love that. And Love a good heel faction. I mean, honestly, most face factions, right. I don't like. I, New Day, at one point, DX. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, if there's a whole bunch of, like, three or four... DX is kind of like a baby face. No. Every faction I know of that was face was heel first. I yeah. mean, uh... Uh, New Day, The Shield, right. DX, so... And about this faction, too, with Buddy, like, I like how, you know, they, they kind of recruited him, he was a guy down and out, like, they're gonna yeah. manipulate him to work for them. Like, I hope they bring someone else in in that same kind of demeanor, like, oh, you know, look how they're treating you. Join us. Yeah, I agree, 110%. That's good. Right. And are they advertising again for another Bobby Lashley? Oh, no, it's mixed tag, that's mixed right. Tag. But still, like, what... You know, like, don't, there's been so much for that feud to put it on, like, live television every week. You're running it into the ground. Right. What is the payoff? What's the big match? Like, they've had their big match several times now. Yep. Uh, it's just done. So finishing the show with the heels on top, holding all each other's arms in the air. I mean, I think it looks uh, the birth of a good new faction. We'll see. It's got me interested enough to see what's, you know, going to happen at the end of next week's show. Yeah. I don't want Vince to come in and be like, all right, let's get all four of them in a whoopee cushion match. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then and next week they decide, like, oh, we're not going to actually use whoopee cushions. We're just going to call it that, but use kendo sticks. We're turn, we'll turn Buddy gay. <laughs> this is this completely uncreative, just random ass idea. Well, um,. Well, that's 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 pretty much the end of Raw. Do you wanna do you wanna cap this as our first pilot episode here? Yeah, this is this is our first pilot episode. Obviously, the audio quality is gonna be improved. We just uh, kind of set something up quickly just yes. to try this out. Uh, and uh, we have Tyler Hendrickson here, and uh, I'm Jay Rash, and uh, we're here doing our thing. We're we're signing out. If you smell what the rash is cooking. Oh yeah! Thanks for joining us on Frog Splash Live. Until next.